another episode of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that sheds some weight and smells like lavender beard oil. In this episode, we talk about Rami, On Mars, Uncut Gems, Oscar Snubbery, and more. I'm Patrick Hill. I'm Lauren Rubin. And I'm Luke Gall. So dust off that microphone and put on some cans, because we're about to start another episode. What? Uh, where the cans go? We like to kick off every episode by going around. You know, I, I'm starting this, and everybody's probably like freaked out because this is not Andrew talking. This is clearly Patrick. Andrew wasn't in the intro, and someone else was in the intro. And let's just jump to it. Luke, you've joined hey. us again. It's just like <laughs> it's. I was going to say it's like old times. It's not at all because Andrew's now not here. So it's just another variation of. Yeah, some it's old, old times. times. No, it is like old times. I like. I think there's been times where it's been me, you, and Lauren around. Yeah, and without in Andrew. the world. It's yeah. <laughs> it's weird though because since we just weren't recording it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, since we podcasted last, you've changed. Not not like as a person. I'm pretty much the same. <laughs> but I mean, your room changed because you'll find out. We'll we'll get there. I I expected when you connected to the video chat. To see the basement, to see the, the right. stacks of games behind you, to see like yes. some a Ghostbusters poster like over your mm-hmm. shoulder, mm-hmm. and really ominous lighting, yes. and instead it's like bright and happy, and I'm surprised I haven't seen like lab puppies running behind you. Mm. It's, yeah, it's a green, green clean. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm on a green screen in the basement. <laughs> great. So so behind the green screen, it's still all the same weird yeah. lighting. And yeah, great. yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. It's worse. All right, we like to kick off every episode by going around the table, talking about something new, fun, noteworthy from our weeks. By the way, I'm killing it as Andrew right now. He oh, acts like the this, best Andrew that Andrew he has. He acts had. like these intros are yeah. difficult, and this is all one take. As though, yeah, and Andrew I know usually needs two tell. or three. The people, <laughs> the people will tell you yeah. when this comes out what they think. I assume it's going to be positive because I pay those same people. Uh, Luke, we'll see how the Academy votes. <laughs> Luke, well, it's going to be wrong, whatever it is. Since, I don't know. You're white. You're fine. Si- well, I'm a white male. <laughs> Luke, you're a white male. I'm We're screwed. Fine. <laughs> um, yeah, Sorry, Lauren. Yeah, yeah I'm Lauren's done. not getting a director nod. Um, Luke, you have the most to talk about because you haven't talked for the longest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Why don't you go first? I'm so glad you're here. Hey, thanks. I'm I'm glad to be here. I don't know how to talk anymore. I don't do this every week, so I feel like I'm going to use all of my talking time that I have generally for the week. Condense this, it into this amount. In this amount of time, and then I don't know what I'm going to do the rest of the week. I'll just just be silent. Mind. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been up to a lot. I've been uh, playing board games, obviously. That's what I do. been playing D&D. been playing video games. Um, working doing construction still and i am starting a board game bar with some guys so yeah. I, I was i was going to ask you about that before we started recording and let's then just talk about i it. didn't let talk t- yeah, tell us about now, it now i want to hear all about it yeah so um it's just gonna it's gonna be a board game bar we're gonna maybe have some food we're still trying to figure out if it's worth it to start out with it or if it's something that we'll add in the future, but it's basically going to be a place where people can come and play board games and sit and drink beer and hang out and, you know, have a good time. 
So uh, cool. I don't know that Lauren knows this, but you've started a, I mean, you used to run a venue. You and somebody I did. started this a venue. Right here. I, I know I was going to mention it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Is that and, a similar idea? Uh, it was a more of a concert venue. Very cool. But but the yeah. point is, you are experienced with setting I up buildings experience. to host yeah. large groups of people participating in an event. Yes. Um, so so what it, do you have a name in mind? Milestone. Oh, I like it. <gasps> is that it named cool. after your kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Milo Stone. Milo Stone. No, it's not. Most of the letters I mean, are in there to be no, You know what? A, a milestone is like a, it's a thing in a game. Like, yeah, exactly. Play, like Scythe. You have milestones you're trying to get to win the game. And so that makes sense. And it's generic enough that people that aren't gamers yeah. will be like, oh, it's not like, you know, Dice Tavern. I'm so like glad you didn't do some the, medieval name. The crooked or like Valhalla is literally what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Or like something with tower in the name or like stone right. in the name. Like, uh, and I just assume those places smell bad, too. Yeah. Yeah. They smell like basements and um despair are you going to brew your own takes beer? me back no no <laughs> is uh, is like because it's work or like licensing or just yes and yes okay perfect great yeah it's just it's gonna be enough work to just run the bar and and run a board game cafe kind of thing so all right do you have any i'm Id- just gonna focus on that do you have any idea when this is gonna open so we know when to come there and participate in the grand opening yeah no uh it will be in 2020 Okay. I'll say that. And um, we are finalizing lease stuff, and then we're going to start the build out. So as soon as I know anything, you guys will know something. And we'll, we're talking about maybe doing kickstart stuff for, like, you know, free game time or ah. custom mugs or you okay. know, all kinds of weird stuff that, you know. It, it's, it's weird because there are things that kickstart that are, like, local, like, places and not like you know board games or video games or coffee pots or backs or packs or something yeah, yeah stuff that mm-hmm. you can send to people um so you know a fixed venue it, it happens but it's you have to be very strategic and creative with the rewards to make it worth it so we're trying sure. to figure out how that works um, yeah. All right. Before you stop talking around the table, you need to tell yeah. me about uh, Legacy Clank. Oh yeah. Okay. So, have you have you guys played? I know Patrick has played Clank, the, the board game. Lauren, have you played it? Okay. So it, Clank, the regular Clank game, is a um, card uh, deck building uh, game mm-hmm. where you go through a dungeon and try and collect treasure, and whoever gets out without getting killed by the dragon with the most point wins um well clank legacy is that same idea except it's a story campaign that you're going through and they teamed up with penny arcade and acquisitions incorporated which is their whole like um it's like the dungeons and dragons uh series that penny arcade does at like packs and stuff they do like the live shows of it and it's it's real like it's the idea of of uh, acquisitions incorporated is they're a adventuring group that's like part of a corporate network, mm-hmm. and so it's like it's like plays off the jokes of like living in corporate world and, and doing, um, you know, being a adventurer, like going in a scaling company. Mount Everest. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fun. 
Uh, but yeah, so that's you are a you're an adventuring party that works for Acquisitions Incorporated, and you're going around trying to um, get stuff and, and do things before other rivaling companies are uh, doing it. And it's the same thing; it's deck building, but you add new cards and new abilities, and um, there's cards that stay in your deck as you unlock them. So your deck is is changing over time, and you're adding stickers to the board, and you're ripping up old cards and the same thing with oh. all legacy games are you staying in the castle the whole time basically like are you basically no, like, so you're you're traveling the board this time is is a whole countryside oh i see you're I traveling see, I see. around and you have different um contracts that you have to do per game to try and win and then there's still dragon attacks that happen but um and it's still the same idea as if you're above a certain level on the board or below a certain level if you die you die you know, if you get up above a certain level and die, you still get your points. So it's all that is the same, but the flavor is a little different on how they word things. You know, I'm only telling blast. I'm only telling you this because we haven't talked in a while. But yeah. we're about I'd say thirty hours into our Gloomhaven campaign. Oh yeah. Uh, thirty five hours into it. We just retired our first character the nice. last time we played, and then I'm I only have to do one more thing and I retire my character. Um nice. it's so this oh, is our man. first time so we did the scythe <laughs> campaign yes. although the okay. scythe campaign is like non-destructive so you can go back right. through and you can redo it whereas right. with gloomhaven it's that whole thing where you're modifying the board as you go and mm-hmm. you're modifying cards as you go and ripping things up and mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. this is our first time playing through a campaign like that and then this yeah. is a long one because this one is i think they say the average is like 110 hours or something is what it we've takes. we've been playing the campaign wow. of gloomhaven that we are playing for a year and a half now great yes yeah. uh, that's amazing so- Anyway, I just played last night and I actually I just retired my fifth character last night. Holy cow. Yeah. So I'm about to. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm three campaigns away. Three uh, three scenarios away. Sorry from retiring mine. It's a fun game. It's really fun. I hear nothing but good things about it. Oh, it was funny because last night uh, we had like a party at my house and uh, like four people didn't come because they're like, we played Gloomhaven all day and we're really tired now. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to last time we played, it was supposed to be we'll get in a quick game. We'll be done by dinner, done by six. And then we'll right. go in and we're going to play like uh, like kill the unicorns or whatever, like a party right. game. But the problem is we failed our scenario on the on the boss. It was a scenario that had a boss oh, and we failed oh. on the boss. and so we just said no we we have to we have to right now redo it we can't we can't (laughs) stop playing with a lose and so we started the scenario over again and then we ended up playing to like 11 30 and then all of our wives were upset but it was fine (laughs) you get Um, mulligans like you get do-overs yeah you can redo scenarios if you well so they do have a version of gloomhaven you can play that's like a permadeath version Um, uh that's not fun nobody wants yeah 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 but yeah you you can redo it and they do i I, the problem is if I start saying the rules, inevitably Luke will call me out on one, so I'll be vague. All right, yeah, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about if, it. But Timothy will. Okay, if you fail on a scenario, there are some things from the scenario you do get to keep from your attempt. Yeah. So you don't mm. wipe everything. Um, but that said, obviously, if you want to finish it, get the achievement for finishing it, so you can move on. You have to redo it, and so got it. Uh, that's the reality. So, uh, so it's not a complete loss. Like if you fail a scenario, you didn't just like waste that three hours. Or I say three hours. The reality is you can do a scenario in an hour and a half or two hours if... Yeah. It's still like a chunk of time. 
Yeah, but you get to keep yeah. some progress. It's fun, though. <laughs> it's, it's fun. The, honestly, the good thing is all the scenarios, the, the balance is incredible. And they're all because um, you have a cap of how many cards you can play, like ultimately, because you, you have to burn your hand over time. The scenarios have an end time. Like there's yeah. no worry that you don't have one. Like so when we played the um, Scythe campaign, we did one scenario that literally because we hit conditions really fast, 30 minutes and we were done. And then we played another one that I felt like it was, I think, two and a half hours. So huge difference with Gloomhaven. They all run roughly about the same amount of time. Yeah. It's a really so. smart design because it's, it's guaranteed that it will end at some point. It won't just go on forever. Yeah. And you yeah, can kind of do it in like chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Anyway, it's okay. That's it. Uh, is that it for you, Luke? Yeah, sure. All right. Who are you throwing it to? Lauren. It's me. <laughs> uh, so... What have I been up to? Uh, I, I think I'm just going to bring this up early because this is like a thing that I got into this week, which is the Dracula series on Netflix. Have either of you guys Ooh, checked this out? Yeah. So I watched the first episode. Okay. Uh, I'm really sorry because the first two episodes are amazing and the third episode is garbage. And I'm so upset because the first two are incredibly good. Like, so good that I rewatched both of them so that Trevor could watch the last episode with me. Mm. And I was, like, so mad <laughs> when we finally yeah. watched it. I was like, this is so disappointing. Like, Game of Thrones season eight level disappointing of an oh, ending. That's and terrible I'm, to hear. And I'm really sad because I think the first two episodes are one of the, like, coolest adaptations of Dracula I've ever seen. That's exactly what I thought. I thought the first episode, I was like, oh, a lot of these ideas are fresh. Like, it's, it's hard yeah. to make Dracula fresh. It's hard to be like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. But the way they put it together, like, some of it's cheesy, some of it's campy, yeah. some of it's, like, Okay, whatever. Some of it's but BBC, you, let's face it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But um, there's some really cool things, like the way they introduce, like, without giving anything away. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the way they introduce Van Helsing. It was like, oh, yes. okay. I, 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 love, I love a lot of things about, like, how they did it. It kind of is like the, like, yeah. Watchmen mentality where they remixed it and they took all the pieces mm-hmm. and kind of made a new version because, mm-hmm. like, they take a lot of things that you know, like, yeah, Dracula lives in a castle, but then they, like, build out that, like, time that's, like, only, like, a paragraph in the books. So I right. thought that was, like, yeah. a cool version. And, like, the second episode is really, really, really good. And that mm-hmm. just makes me so angry <laughs> that the third episode is really not good. And I oh, will I, I will have to talk to you when you finish watching it. Because, like, I yeah. still think, like, I wanted to recommend this show because the first two episodes are so good. But mm-hmm. I they really just had a bad ending, unfortunately. Hmm. But yeah. it's on yeah, Netflix. It's... You know, it's easy yeah. to get to. For anybody who's got like six hours to spare. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought, I thought it was a movie because I was yeah. watching and I was like, man, I've been watching this for a while. Like it's like two hours long, the first episode. And I realized it's like three, isn't it like three separate stories kind of? Yeah. I was going to say it's done by the same creators who did Sherlock. So it's the same style where it's three uh, okay. episodes per season and each one is mm-hmm. about 90 minutes. So yeah. like they it's do three feel movies. like. Yeah. yeah, little mini movies. Yeah, and yeah, I actually think that I know for a fact that the second episode, uh, like the premise is when Dracula is like on the boat going to England. Mm-hmm. And like I, they've tried to make a whole movie out of that premise and it would be really good. <laughs> yeah. And the show well, version is really cool. So like, yeah, I, t- I totally do recommend this, but it's just I wish they had landed the plane a little better. 
Oh, cool. Well, I'm excited to jump back in. I, I enjoyed the first episode for sure. Yeah, and the second one is equally good. And I love the guy who plays Dracula. He's like a new guy, yeah. and he's See, very I, cool. I didn't think I would like him like as the as the episode went on because he got he just got more like cheesy. Yeah, I, it felt like. But by the end of it, I was like, I like this guy. I yeah. like this Dracula. I think I read a review that was like he's playing Dracula like an undead game show host. And I'm like, yes, but yeah. it works really, really well for some yeah. reason. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like if, if Bruce Campbell was Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good comparison. He's really cool. And he has the coolest name. His name is Klaus Bang. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have not watched it and I don't plan on watching it. So what? Why I don't not? think you would like it. <laughs> is it, is it, well, it's about Dracula. And it's you don't not, like Dracula? Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I was like, so, you're not super it, into horror things, and you definitely haven't I'm read the book. I'm not either, but I thought, I don't know. But I it, just, I'm interested in on a new take on a story, on a yeah, old that's, story. Yeah. But, okay, that's my question. So is this a, in the same way that, like, Luke grew up with Ghostbusters, and so he loves that, and there's other reasons to love it right, besides right, right. the fact you grew up with it. But what I'm saying is, is Dracula a similar thing? Like, you heard the story no. when you, okay. So no, then what's the I, connection, I guess? I mean, like, I just, I read the, the, book, book, the fact that it is a classic. Yeah. Like, I loved, like, the Universal Monsters, like, all of those. And so this is another, it's a new story in the of the Universal Monsters. So it's like, and, and I had read that, oh, this is a new take on Dracula. It's a new take on the origin story. Um, so I was like, I want to watch it, and I really liked it. Yeah. And I just haven't watched it anymore. I mean, it's kind of like the same idea where it's like with Sherlock, it's the same guys where they're like updating it. So it's like, you know, this character that has been revisited over and over in different versions and updates and remixes and whatever. And now you get this one. Yeah. I thought it was going to be scarier, but it's really not scary at all. Yeah. They have some decently scary stuff like um, when he like transforms, it's really creepy and things like that. Yeah, I guess maybe I, I meant more like jump scares. Like I thought there oh, were yeah. more jump scares, and it wasn't. Oh, this is just a funny aside, but like there was accidental jump scares in my house because I was watching like the tensest part in the first episode, and my boyfriend came home, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die!" <laughs> 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 well, but it is weird that he had that Trevor steak in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry. Yeah. I said he didn't need to be walking around with a steak in his hand. That was the problem. No, right? that really added to it. Well, he was going to grill. He said, do you want dinner? And he had steak. Yeah, steak in his yeah. hand. Yeah, that makes sense. He had steak and garlic, which is a great yeah. combination. I assume this is vampire related. I don't know. Is Dracula a vampire? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I, that's, I, that's how. He's like the I'm vampire. Sh- Come on. I can like, you know I'm that. sure I can like anything if I watch it with the right people and if it's well made. Like, I'm sure I could. I could. I have the capability of liking it. You should watch it with Andrew. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be right up Andrew's alley. And so you should yeah. watch it together. Maybe. And he would constantly be trying to scare you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever he does. And now he has this, he's moved away from the jump scares to more of mm-hmm. like, a, I'm going to take off my clothes and just stare at you. <laughs> he, did, he did that to you, right, Luke? That's, a, that's a, like a psychological thing. Yeah, he's, he's it's mind games, man. He's just straight of, like, into mind games. Hereditary when the mom is like standing in the back of the room for like ten minutes straight. I, I, like, I don't, I don't even know what you're yeah. talking about. I don't want to think I don't about even hereditary. Know what I've never watched that movie. I'll never watch that movie. No thanks. Well, that's bro, the real scary part, yeah. bro. The the attic <laughs> bed at the end with the oh my gosh, not gonna watch. I don't Holy even know what you're talking cow. about. 
I I wore a hat during that film, like I do in in movies. I know it'll be scary, and I yeah. pull the bill down so that way when like something on screen's happening, I can just it'll get the hat bill. That's really just funny. Tilt my head down, and the bill covers my eyes, so then I don't That's, have to see the screen. I un, uh, unashamedly like cover my eyes with my hands in the theater. no no no. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that because then then you'll know like look at that three hundred pound gorilla with his hands on his eyes. So instead, I can just like tilt my head down a little bit and maintain my cool which is what i'm doing that's what you're doing maintaining, maintaining my cool, cool. <laughs> all right lauren do you have anything else around the table uh nope that's it no you're lying because i want to hear about magicians because last week oh yeah last oh, week you made a point like to tell everybody to go watch the magicians well it yeah. starts and, this wednesday and so then, it's we're, we're early. it hasn't even come out yet it starts Season wednesday five, bro yeah but I, this is, yeah, the beginning of the fifth season. So I'm really excited that Luke you just watched people, season four. Oh, you told people last week to go get caught up. Yeah, because it starts in just two days from when we're recording. Well, that's and I'm dumb. so freaking excited. I didn't excited. even realize it was on Netflix. So I binged the whole series or the whole season four on Saturday. I watched yeah. the whole thing. Do you like, is that what, do you like that show, Luke? I do like that show. It's I really awesome. like that show. The way that show, another thing. Maybe, yeah, okay. it's a good connection. So maybe the thing I like is a new take on something. So th- uh, th- that show is a new take on magic, on how they do mm-hmm. magic and, and just the way. like And they play a with a lot of like stuff. fantasy things, like kind of new Narnia yeah. and new Harry Potter and like, yeah, you know, absolutely. a lot of little. Yeah, they, they borrow a lot of ideas from other things and, and make it work really well together. And yeah, the way that spell casting works is very cool. A lot of like somatic which is like hand movement component yeah. um they always call it like tutting behind see. the scenes yeah which i love it's good it's a really good show it's kind of like it it has that like fine line of uh like a cw show like it's mm-hmm. almost a little bit too like it's I, like but with it, a lot more consequences than any other oh, CW yeah there's a lot show, more it's grit yeah, it's like, a little bit grittier it's a lot of, yeah. a little more like ooh, they went there um and yeah it's it's good but it it's a it's like slightly riverdale it's just like parts of it that i'm like mckenzie finally makes me love it <laughs> i know i know riverdale Sorry. finally got to riverdale because mckenzie finally gave up on it this past season wait when did she give up Whoa. i'm dying to know she literally gave up with probably three episodes left in the last season she so gave like up the, and she hasn't watched the, any of the, the current season the uh griffins and gargoyles season yeah i think right towards the end of that one she just stopped caring and now she doesn't watch it anymore. <laughs> they need are to you make those up? seasons like 10 episodes shorter than they actually are. Listen, but for, I love oh, that series. Go, they, they go on for so long. Oh, my like, gosh. Um, that season started with Archie breaking out of jail and starting an underground boxing ring and ended with like this Dungeons and Dragons insanity, like where ju- like Jughead's <laughs> sister gets kidnapped. Like it's insane. <laughs> season one of that show was genuinely an enjoyable season. There were a couple uh, hit, hits and miss for a couple episodes, but but broadly speaking, season one was a really strong season for Riverdale, and then it has just been trying to outdo itself ever since. And it is just do it's just taking a nosedive, in my opinion. It's still so fun though that like I I tune in like whenever it comes on Netflix. Like, <laughs> well, you're gonna have plenty of episodes to watch because those seasons are stupid long. Um, okay, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I have so many things I want to talk about. I did want to clarify. Talk about them all. 
Okay, yeah, I, well, I'm going to jump into one we were talking about before. I just need to, I have to like finish my thoughts. And we were talking about this before we started recording. Lauren mm. didn't know what goop was. Oh, and yeah. I thought at this point, <laughs> everybody knew what goop was. I thought goop. it was a fake thing. <laughs> well, it sounds Saturday like a fake Live. thing. <laughs> I know because they'll do the, the weekend update bits where they'll have like the representative from goop come out and they'll like yeah. ask her questions and she always fails at like representing it well. Um, yeah, it's Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow's company, and everybody talks about it from the uh, pseudo science snake oil side. Now, the reality is they sell it's they do a lot of stuff besides the the health. I'm doing air quotes section. Yeah, uh, they have they have like clothes and jewelry and travel stuff, and they have things for men and women. And it's not just uh, you know everybody always talks about like the weird fake health things they have uh that's honestly it's a small percentage of what goop is yeah that it's said, more like wish or something like that mm-hmm. right what's what's wish wish is like a big like it, it's like it's an, not quite overstock.com but oh it's yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah, yeah 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 i see what you're saying yeah so they they have stuff they have a whole spectrum so honestly the things people talk about are like the the single digit percentile of what Goop actually offers. Now that said, they have some weird stuff. So the most recent one that people <laughs> were talking about this past week was the candle. The name of the candle is "This smells like my vagina candle." That's it. And apparently, <laughs> when this, this company real? was developing these scents for a candle, uh, a woman smelled it and made that comment, and then it, it was like a joke. It, it was a joke between these people, and then they started saying, "Well, what if we really like refine this and release it as a candle?" <laughs> and then they did, and it sold out. Like it's completely sold out in her store, and it's it was actually made by another company, and it sold out in that store as well. So people bought it. So that's the latest weird thing that people are talking about. But it's good for them. Good for them. But that's just like, of course. That would sell. Like, of course. No, I'm going to be honest. If I knew it was limited sense. edition, I would have bought it. I don't know. I have to have limited stuff. So I want to know what it like smells like. Though. And it's a great, it's a great like conversation starter. I think. <laughs> Is it though? Yeah. I think it would Is this be. a conversation you want to have? We're having a conversation I... right now. <laughs> so, okay. So you. Yeah. Are, but when you so, own let, it, let you're get... making a different statement. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, let me get this straight. You are excited for the opportunity to have a conversation where somebody comes to your house, like, absolutely people that you met. Yes. And they're like, hey, we should do a dinner party. You're like, yeah, let's come on over. And you, you have this candle lit and uh, they come over and everything's going well. You guys are eating <laughs> dinner, getting to know each other. Yeah. And, and, and the guy's like, is that you guys have a candle lit or something? That's a familiar smell. He's like, what is that? <laughs> um, and you, I this I great say, host. oh yeah, that 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 camp. This smells like my vagina. That's what I would say. You couldn't have you. It's exactly how it would go, and I would be excited to to be a part of that conversation. And to this be in doesn't that room. like yeah. disprove why I think this thing is fake. Like, <laughs> it oh, sounds I, like I a know. joke. It sounds like a joke. Like. <laughs> Now, to be fair, of the things that people... Because they do have some health products they offer that I think you could argue are actually potentially damaging. And they have things that oh have crazy God. have crazy claims. It's not like, real unicorn blood, dude. No, I know. But they have things that like, Does claim it hurt to like, animals or help humans, with cancers then? and things like that. <laughs> like they have... They have stuff that honestly is like it it is not good. The the candle is on the funny weird side. They have stuff that's on the weird, maybe damaging side. Um what so, if this weird vagina smelling candle also makes you sick? 
<laughs> that's okay. That's that's true. So hopefully, I assume that they would test for that. I, I assume they have good quality control. Uh, although there is an episode of Shit's Creek along those lines. Um, anyway, uh, the reason this is man, being- the, the candles that are gonna like go with this are just ridiculous. Like that's what I'm thinking about now. Like this smells like my poop. Like. <laughs> I would not buy that candle. Um, I would buy the opposite of that candle. So anyway, the, Netflix is releasing a goop show. That's My the reason this thing. is being talked about so much is because there is actually, yeah, I know. Um, I assume it'd be a taint tea light. If I was gonna get it. It's tainty. Yeah, I was going to say. For sure a tea light. If I hope that's like how they describe the smell set. of the vagina candle. It's tainty. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, so anyway, and there's people that want Netflix to pull the show because they believe that goop is damaging and all that kind of stuff. I'm honestly fascinated to watch it. Um, so it, Is it, it like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the show is about. I have, and the thing is, I'm sure that some of that stuff's already been posted and I just haven't given it any attention. Wait, uh, so what is the show going to be? Yeah. Uh, see, oh, man. Uh, let's see if I can find that answer really quickly because literally I've kind of ignored this. Is it like an infomercial? So it's, yeah, it's kind of like every episode like. is an infomercial for some product they have. So wow, this is like the Netflix version of infomercials, and it just like automatically plays after you've watched like a bajillion episodes <laughs> right. of the, like whatever. Instead of, <laughs> like, the, instead of the screen of like, are you still watching? It just starts a goof episode. So or like you know funny. like when it like something ends and it like plays a trailer for the next thing, it would just start <laughs> playing these things. Yes. Um. <laughs> It's called uh, Goop Lab, and it is a um, six-episode docu-series that is supposed to um, look at their approaches to wellness that are um, unique. The the article I pulled up put fringe wellness out there, unregulated and dangerous in quotes. I don't think that's the actual (laughs) pitch for it. I think they added that bit. Um, But I mean, is it produced by people who work at Goop or? someone else because that no, th- makes this, a huge this difference is, no this is produced in partnership with goop exactly uh gwyneth paltrow is in the ads for the for the netflix show and this comes out january 24th so uh we're not that far away we're 11 days do away you, as of record nine days away from episode release do you think that gwyneth paltrow is paying netflix to have this on there like it's just a giant commercial i wouldn't be surprised yeah yeah i i i mean I'm sure if she had the opportunity to pay Netflix, she would. So, well, I think probably what happened is she said, "Hey, we have this idea for this docu series. Do you want to put it on the platform because we're looking yeah. for dis- distribution?" And and they said, "Oh, yeah, you're part of it. Sure, as long yeah, as you're in it, true. we're in." I mean, here's the thing: they're getting attention for it, so right. um, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. So, I I do think. Well, let me scratch that because I again I haven't looked into into this enough to have any sort of opinion. Uh, other than in a week and uh, a little bit over a week, we'll get to actually watch the show and we can talk about it. But so, Lauren, you're brand new to Goop. You should just jump into this mini series, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna learn. We need so to circle much. up on it. Yeah, um, you are okay. <laughs> so, moving away from that, real quick, that very interesting conversation. Uh, I want to real quick because Andrew's not here to defend himself, so this is the best time to do this. I want to real quick go back and touch on something from last week. Uh, and uh, slightly a joke because also Lauren, you were involved in this. The idea being that okay, let me let me let me. I'm gonna walk myself back just a second. Oscar nominations came out today, hooray! Mm. Um, yeah. And we saw um, 
a good bit of maybe what we expected. There were some pretty big disappointments and, and I would say some shocks. I mean, uh, one instance would be uh, Taron Egerton not being nominated for uh, Rocket mm-hmm. Man, even though Rami Malek uh, won uh, Malik, Malik, whatever, won last year for a very similar role. And arguably, Taron Egerton actually sang his songs. And so, like, potentially a, a, a uh, at least more encompassing performance from him. So it's odd for him to not even get a nomination. We didn't see a nomination for Aquafina for The Farewell, which was also very surprising. Uh, we didn't mm-hmm. see um, a nomination for uh, uh, Greta Gerwig. Is that who the director of Little Women was? Yeah. Uh, that was... So we only saw, uh, you know... Um, it was weird that she didn't get the nomination, but the Todd Phillips did get one for Joker. That was very surprising. Uh, yeah. For me personally, seeing Uncut Gems get no nominations uh, was a Joker, shocker. Yeah, I agree with that. And then the Joker and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got a lot more nominations than I was expecting. Joker got the most with 11, which yeah. was very surprising. And um, anyway, so the, the point is it, it was a bit weird. I mean, there there are some really good films represented. It was cool to see uh, uh, Claus or Cla- I always call it Klaus because I always read KLA. AUS, but I'm sure it's Claus, like Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, I I've seen I talked about on the show. I've seen the film. It was a, it's a really great animated film from Netflix. It was cool to see that get a nomination. I was glad to see the Lighthouse get a nomination for something. You know, I thought it, potentially mm-hmm. they could have had some supporting actor nods, but they at least got a cinematography nod, which was great. Um, so and there screenplay. Some... Oh, did they get screenplay as well? Yeah. Great. I think it was best original screenplay or one of the. I don't remember which one. Sorry, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't have the list in front of me, but I trust you. Um, no, I remember that because I was like, oh, good for them. So there were some <laughs> cool ones, but then there were, again, there were a couple uh, pretty surprising ones um, as well. So all that said, last week we talked about the Golden Globes. We <laughs> talked about uh, Netflix picking up as many nominations they did and then ultimately walking away with very few awards. Uh, what, what did we say last week? We said they got... Was it something like 32 nominations and they walked away with two awards? So 16 TV, mm-hmm. 16 film. They got one award in each. Um, and uh, and then now for the Oscars, uh, again, they picked up several nominations, but we've yet to see uh, if that ultimately is rewarded. And so I was going through and I was looking at um, their history with nominations today, how that's grown over time, but c- contrasting that against the amount of awards that they've ultimately ended up earning and what they've earned those awards for so the only oscars they've seen awards for are um foreign language film and documentary so even though they have nominations for actor actress film uh those things they've never actually picked up any of those awards uh and then on the golden globe side uh yes we saw the two they got this year um but if you look at the actual um, shows that have been awarded on the Golden Globes. I think only three of their shows have ever ultimately been awarded, even though a lot more have been nominated. Now, the comment that was made last week in the discussion uh, was that, well, they're getting nominated, so therefore it's not a snub. Um, and so I've set all this up only to ultimately recommend another podcast to check out. There's a great episode of Revisionist History. It's actually the first episode called The Lady Vanishes. And the the point of the episode, the idea, is of the token item that you accept not because you are changing your biases, but you accept a token item. That way you can then go back in and continue your biases, right? Because it's something that, oh, by being accepting of this, I've proved I'm unbiased. And now I can go act the way I was acting. 
So there's this idea that sometimes things are allowed to creep in only so we can then go back to our bad behavior because we've now proved we aren't bad in the spotlight. Now, I'm not saying that that's the case with this, but I just wanted to say it's actually a really good episode. I would recommend giving it a listen. The point is that obviously streaming services are getting more recognition than they were. The number of nominations has gone up. The number of awards will start creeping up. But realistically, <clears throat> for us to actually see a playing field where we don't make that separation, it will still be some time. Because now, it's obviously still a part of the conversation of streaming versus non-streaming content. And then the hope would be we have a day where we don't make the differentiation. Um, it's just movie content or television show content and that's kind of where it's left uh because ultimately the the actors and the directors and all those things they're creating a product that really is should be platform agnostic <clears throat> when it comes to the the technical ability and the acting that's put forth and all those things so that's all i set up all this just to recommend the lady vanishes by revisionist history and to say that i was a bit let down at the oscar uh the oscar nominations but I think mm -hmm. other people may have been too. Uh, Lauren, I know that you read them all. Did you have any standouts or disappointments? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm usually never that happy with the Oscars because, like, I don't, they don't represent, like, a lot of movies. Like, like the Avengers is never something that's going to be on the list for that. Like, and sure. that was a big movie last year. And I, I don't necessarily think it was like deserving to be in categories over the things that are this year either, but you know, it's just like, it leaves out those things and that's just how it is. So anyway, that said, um, I was really surprised uncut gems didn't make it, but then also I kept thinking about it. I'm like, no, that movie is really weird for Oscars. Like it's almost a horror movie. Adam Sandler is very un Oscar-y, like just kind of an interesting movie to try and promote in the Oscar way. I don't know. I, I was, Surprised and not surprised. Uh, and then I was really happy to see Jojo Rabbit made the list uh, for Best Picture. That was a good surprise. Yeah. Uh, they actually got a lot of love. Uh, happy to see that, but surprised. <laughs> um, I was also really surprised that Parasite made Best Picture list and not just Best Foreign Film. And I'm really happy for that. And I, that's my like heart choice. I want them to win really bad. I don't know if they stand a chance because of being nominated for Best Foreign Film. Like, they might kind of cancel themselves out, but it's such a good movie. I'm so glad it made that list. Uh, I, you may also be glad to know, if you don't already, that Parasite is being developed into a TV show for HBO. I heard about that, there and I want to know more before I decide if I am or am not excited about that, because I don't understand oh, if excited. it's like... I don't understand what it is yet. Like, is it a, a sequel? Is it the, a remake? Is it... I don't really get it yet. But oh, I'm just anyway. I'm just by default excited. It has all the right names in it to get me excited. Um, yeah. Oh, and then I, w I was surprised about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Joker getting so many nominations because I did not really like either of those movies. I just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last week and I... I don't want to say I hated it because that's such a strong word, but pretty close. <laughs> uh, I really did not like it, but I like the Oscars always love movies about movies. And that's like the epitome of that movie. So it'll, it's going to be loved there. Uh, Luke, did you, did you go through, look at all the nominations today? I didn't No, I didn't look through them. So yeah. do you have, do you have anybody that you would just love to see awarded this year 
or are you just so far mm-hmm. are you just not paying attention on the movie side very much yeah i'm i have kind of fallen out of it i i mean i've seen a couple of the the big stuff of last year but yeah i'm not keeping up okay fair which is enough. weird oh i have one more thing true. to say yes uh I haven't seen Little Women yet, so I can't really comment on the, like, Greta Gerwig not making it in the list of uh, directors, but that, it is a shame, but, you know, I don't, like, uh, Greta Gerwig is the only non-white male I've even heard it, like, in conversation, so I don't know who else would have been there, and that's why I'm just bringing up that I haven't seen Little Women, but interesting that this happened again. It, it is. What do we have? We have uh, one person that was black that was nominated. And we have. Um, for a movie uh, I haven't even heard of, which is. Well, like, it, was for, it was for Harriet, which yeah. came out uh, six weeks ago, maybe something like that. So I, I unfortunately didn't okay. see it, uh, but I actually wanted to. The, I'm just being honest. That, like, strong, I haven't but, even heard of that movie or like seen a trailer <laughs> for it. And I was like, OK. <laughs> and then we had um, Antonio Banderas nominated. But mm-hmm. other than that, those are the only two, uh, quote unquote, people of color that were nominated. Um, and then we have all male directors and it's yeah, it's uh, I know there's a lot of talk about what we're two years removed from Oscars so white or whatever it was called. And and where it's I don't know that it looks any different. Uh, you know, it's it's, not and it's to tough, say- too, because I think that all the people that they have on the list currently are very talented and I don't want to like say that they don't deserve it just because they're guys you know either it's it's complicated but it's like it, it would be nice to see it, it being more diverse in the future well i do love Always. so for for parasite for uh uh bong jun ho uh he made the comment <clears throat> i believe when he was accept uh, i think he was when he was accepting the golden globe uh mm-hmm. he made a comment that uh if you could just get over the three inch barrier that is subtitles you would realize there are tons of an yeah. amazing movies in the world and right. i think that's the thing that sticks with me when we're talking about diversity um it is not some diversity uh mandate that we should be um you know there's like everyone should fall into these equal percentages but the reality is amazing content is being created by all people groups and people all over the world and it 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 is not logical that Everyone that get that gets awarded ultimately would be primarily white males, that, because that's not the makeup of our world. That's not the makeup of the film industry. And so the fact that that happens does not, it, you know, it's not like a, a, an accurate sample of what's out there. And incredible films are being made by all these different people with different backgrounds and cultures and people groups and and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's that's the biggest issue is that it is clear. Not that the people that are nominated aren't talented. It's nothing. It's not to say that. It's, but it is clear that uh, it is biased because if it wasn't, the nominations we would see would mirror the industry more closely, and right. it doesn't. So that's. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, at mm-hmm. least from where I'm sitting, is what it is because I can't do anything. Um, <laughs> put me on. Put me on the academy, guys. Put me in. Also, the Academy coach. hates A24. That's the other thing. All right. So with yeah. that, that's it for our Around the Table. Up next, uh, we're going to do Master Categories. All right. So 
we are back into our master categories, and I'm going to go and kick it off now. Um, I'm going to talk about Rami, which is on Hulu. Have either of y'all seen Rami? I have not. No. I, I don't even know if I've seen it on Hulu. I didn't what even know this show existed. Until uh, Rami Youssef actually won a Golden Globe this year, and he gave his nomination speech, and uh, he was—I don't—he was kind of captivating during his nomination speech. I enjoyed it, and it was enough for me to go uh, look up his show. But Rami is on Hulu, and um, <coughs> Rami in the show he's Rami Hassan is played by Rami Youssef, and it's um, it's a show about a guy from an uh, a. Egyptian family, although the family has actually, the parents have lived, uh, I believe, in Pakistan and then also in Paris for a bit, um, and then also spent some time, I guess, France, and then spent uh, time in Egypt. They have uh, moved to New Jersey, and so it's about a, Rami is a first generation American Muslim, and he's ultimately trying to figure out what kind of muslim he is uh that's kind of what this first season is about so you're seeing that parallel with him trying to find a spouse because it's the time in his life where people in his community are getting married and they're having kids all of his friends are already married and so he's he's trying to you know it's it the show initially starts with the you know, a, a white girl versus a Muslim girl versus your parents picking your girl for you versus sure, you. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. kind of that uh, thing we've already seen in shows. Right. But, <clears throat> but that morphs over the, the course of the season, and it becomes much more... Uh, you realize that him looking for a girl is just this extension of, of him actually wrestling with his spirituality. And so what the season mm-hmm. becomes is him trying to find what that is for him, where he fits in, uh, where his connection is, uh, both to his heritage, both to, you know, in Egypt, uh, his family, his grandfather, but also what's his connection to God? Where, where is that? And, and where does that live? And what's his role in that? And what's God's role in that? So um, now that said, and, and you could very easily, by the, by the way, I mean, obviously, I'm not Muslim background, but I'm, I come from a Baptist background, and you wouldn't believe how many things line up <laughs> with sure. what he's struggling yeah, yeah. with. And so just because you don't come from a, a Muslim background doesn't mean y- you're not going to be able to make sense of what's going on. I think it's going to hit right. close to home for anybody. Now, that said, you're going to see about every bodily fluid you could possibly see in this show, <laughs> which is weird because there's not any nudity. But man, there's a lot of bodily fluids and all of them. <laughs> Literally, you can't name one you don't see. You can't. I promise. <clears throat> you see them all, Luke. You see them all. I, uh, I don't want to think about them. Um, I, it's yeah. weird because <laughs> the show is graphic uh, in a way. Again, there's not nudity, but it's graphic in that way. But it's also graphic in the topics it deals with. I mean, mm-hmm. um, Rami has a friend in the show. Uh, I think his name is Steve. I just watched, I just binged the whole show yesterday and today. You'd think I'd remember one person's name. Um, I wouldn't think that. But they've apparently <laughs> known each other since like fifth grade. But he's he's very, I want to say severely 
disabled. I don't know what the term is. He's in a chair. He has a, mm. a breathing tube. He can't go to the bathroom. He can't dress himself. He can't do anything. And so whenever Rami's around, Rami acts as his kind of caretaker. Uh, and Steve is a dick. Like, he's a jerk. And so <laughs> th- there are there are episodes in the, you know... <laughs> There are really these moments that are like shocking. I gasped several times at either the comments that were made to Steve or the comments that were made to Steve's mom or the comments that were made to Rami or it's it's um it takes these situations that we know they're uncomfortable situations and many of us would not know how to respond in the situation. And then it calls out the situation in a very uh. direct way. So you end up gasping at at it. And I don't know that it necessarily bring answers. This is a show that that uncovers questions. And uh, so it gets your mind turning for like what this could mean. But I wouldn't say it's a it's a show that gives answers. It, it's a show that that um, it's a show that stirs up questions. And it's a show that tackles difficult topics. You know, it's very interesting to see over the course of of a um of this season because rami's family you know rami was growing up i think it was he was in fourth grade in the show when when the 9-11 attacks happen and so to see what it means to have identity you know we sure. feel very strongly about um you know being individuals and and uh being us you know uniquely and blah 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 uh in in for in the show for him in a time period the the approach was how can i best disappear in any situation like how can i bring mm-hmm. as little attention to me as possible and <clears throat> that was the way that that he could feel comfortable but then again you see it that change over time and you see him ultimately wrestling with his identity maybe it's this case of he's had to suppress his identity for so long because of the hatred and the misunderstanding uh yeah. towards muslims and and people of middle eastern descent that Maybe now he gets to dive into okay, what actually is it? You know, um, I this is all still fresh in my mind because I, I literally finished the last episode about fifteen minutes before coming in here, so I don't know that I have any answers yeah. right now. I just have a lot of questions I'm wrestling with, with. But I would recommend watching it again. It is graphic. Uh, it is a graphic show. Uh, but that doesn't mean there's a lot of language, um, and it doesn't mean there's a lot of nudity, but it is graphic. Uh, and it does it does tackle some big topics, but Rami himself, the actor, uh, again Rami uh, Youssef, um, he just has this likability about him that even when situations are very uncomfortable, um, you're still kind of on his side and you're still mm. you stay with him, which is good. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, <clears throat> so I would recommend uh, checking out Rami again. It's on Hulu. Cool. Uh, first season's ten episodes. Episodes about 25 minutes long a piece, and then they do have a second season coming, I believe. Uh, that's oh, it for me. That. So, yep. Uh, and it, oh man, the first season ends in a weird way. Interesting. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Lauren, why don't yeah. you go and pick up? Uh, speaking of uncomfortable situations, I wanted to talk about Uncut Gems, which we kind of uh, brought up very <laughs> briefly earlier in our Oscar talk. Um, I am sad that this movie did not make the cut for best picture because it's definitely one of my favorite movies for the year. Uh, I don't think I've ever felt so stressed out, like just watching a movie like people were just like audibly groaning in the theater at certain points when like Adam Sandler's character just keeps making worse and worse decisions. You just feel like, oh, no, like all through the theater. Like, (laughs) 
uh, and Patrick, you've seen it, right? Luke, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. We will not spoil the ending then. Sorry. Uh, no, no, I don't, I shouldn't spoil the ending anyway, cause it hasn't been out for very long and I think people should go see it. <laughs> it, it was very, um, I would love to watch it again now that I could watch it without feeling the pressure of the film because it oh my is, God. I had to, uh, there were a couple of times I literally just wanted to shut my eyes and just, just let me think about it once it's over. I need to know how this resolves and, and then I can, I can think about it, but just in the moment, uh, and it's oh, a yeah. very, Lauren, you made the comment. It's a very loud film. And, uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Not only are there elements like, <clears throat> whether it's, whether it's soundtrack or environmental stuff that's loud, uh, people are just yelling on top of each other for 80% yeah. of the film. Yeah, like just like no one is ever quiet. It's just constant noise. And that's part of what just adds intense. to the stress of it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like you never have a moment to be calm in the entire movie and like take a breath and relax from all the pressure that this guy is under. You're just like forced to live through it like with him and it's funny because normally i don't really like adam sandler i think he's really annoying um i think some of his comedies are good but most of them are really not my cup of tea uh but i think because he's you're just supposed to hate him it works really great in this movie <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> like he's always got this like nervous energy that makes or like angry energy that makes me nervous. And like, it feels like when your dad is angry at you like <laughs> to me and like, I just like, I can't, it always makes me uncomfortable when I'm watching it. And like, whenever you watch his comedies, you're just waiting to see like, how bad is he going to make this situation? Like, you know, he's going to break the irreplaceable vase or, you know, uh, not show up for the job interview or, you know, like screw something up really badly. And this just makes that concept like a horror movie. So Adam Sandler kind of was the perfect person to have in this movie. <laughs> like, so Luke, do you plan on seeing this film? Yeah, I do want to see it. Okay. Um, I, I, so I'll say, I, I, I really just have to then bite my tongue. I, I will say one thing and that's that, uh, broadly speaking, I do disagree with most of the opinions about Adam Sandler. <clears throat> Not in—I don't mean his performance. I do think his performance was great. A lot of people have the opinion that, um, and I'm not—I'm not. This isn't pointed to you either, Lauren. I, I was reading no, through okay. all the—I was reading all the th once I saw it late, and so I went back to Reddit and I pulled up a lot of the old threads from the film, and I was just reading like all the the top comments, and a lot of people view Adam Sandler's character as this like broken addict character. And I no. actually, I don't think that about him at all. I, I think that, uh, I, I think the best description of what he is, is ultimately his kind of monologue that he gives in the office mm -hmm. when he's in front of KD. And I, I think that so well encapsulates that he's not this, this guy that's just a wild card um, it, to the outside world. He seems like a wild card, but he actually he does have a plan and he is he is playing his game and he's he's sticking to it. All other pressures pushed away. He's sticking to his game plan. And so I don't know. I a lot of people kind of talk about him like he's this broke Adam Sandler's playing this like broken character, basically. And I, I just I don't think he is at all. I don't think he's broken. He is an addict, like absolutely like an adrenaline junkie, like but. 
but he is not helpless. Like he puts himself in this situation and I do not feel sorry for him at all. Like, <laughs> but, it, it, but would we, uh, addict, we didn't have a negative I only felt sorry for his wife. Like <laughs> addict, we didn't have a negative connotation, but when we look at it in terms of a great basketball player, someone that spends hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. every day, uh, perfecting these minute details of this sport they love, uh, are we wouldn't describe that person as an addict. Now, the reality is that person may have a lot of the same tendencies as an addict, but I think that's where the separation is. I don't think Adam Sandler... I, I think there's a point in the movie where he's trying to say, people are, are talking about me, and the, the, it's like this negative connotation, but put me in your shoes... That, like that's his approach to life is the same approach as like an elite athlete but within his space and so yeah. that's where i think there's like this split but again it's i i that's i don't want to say anything else because i think that's vague enough and i think if i say anything else it'll stop being vague and it'll be you're yeah. gonna you, luke uh you're gonna hate it and then you're gonna love it because that's yeah, how i cool. felt I well, hated it and then I loved it. It's a it's a difficult like movie going experience because it makes you feel really anxious and uncomfortable, but sure. like yeah. it really makes you feel something. So I think there's a sure. lot to be said about that. Like well, you, it's that's being, almost hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, it would be hard to like watch this movie and not react. Like the whole time I was like squirming in my seat, I kept like, you know, like rubbing my face and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, don't do it, don't do it. Like it's like don't go into the basement t- for the whole movie. Like Nice. <laughs> um, now, I will say this. I want to tease this because I'm actually recording this tomorrow. Uh, in the, the, the film, uh, Sandler is a, uh, you know, he's from a Jewish family, and we see a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know the rituals, the term, traditions. We see these traditional Jewish like celebration things going on. Oh, it's like uh, Yom Kippur, right? Or <clears throat> Passover. And um, so Passover. I'm actually, uh, I have a friend of mine that's a pastor who is also a film buff who also studied uh, Jewish themes in cinema. And I am talking with him tomorrow. I'm recording a podcast with him tomorrow specifically to dive into the Jewish themes within Uncut Gems to release an episode of all the things that we don't realize because we're not... We don't know anything really about that world. And so I'm that's Jewish. an episode. <laughs> well, then you might, but so I don't. I do, but yeah. So, so anyway, so I have, we have uh, an episode coming out um, maybe by Friday of this week. There will be Uncut Gems. But again, we're going to actually have someone that knows what they're talking about and sit down and, and uh, really try to, to dive in deep on that, on that film. So I'm excited I, for it. I think that's like a really awesome thing because like, this is going to sound weird, but like I am Jewish. And when we got out of the movie, my boyfriend and I were like, that movie was very Jewish. Like the way, like the yelling mm. over each other and stuff. Like my family totally does that. Oh, I'm confident there are large pieces of that movie that I have totally missed. So, um, uh, whether it's, whether it's, uh, you know, just, uh, attitudes and contextual things or a, a lot of deeper meaning that I'm sure is just lost on me. So, um, and in fact, I had a couple ideas about, uh, maybe some of the ending pieces and, um, I was told that if you understand, um, the ideas behind it, then the ending is actually really, really easy to decipher. I don't know what that means yet mm. because I haven't done the interview yet, but. You I'm can curious, find out yeah. on Friday if you listen to the episode of, of um, I'm going to call it Under Pressure, uh, an after the film Perfect. special uh, coming out Friday. So I'm excited for that. All right. Is that, uh, Lauren, is that it for you? 
concluded yes all right luke oh man luke i'm excited for yours okay this is it man take us home yeah so i am talking about a game um called on mars by uh vital lacerda um he's made a lot of other games that probably not many people have heard of unless you are a board gamer um then you've probably heard of his some of his other ones um but basically on on mars it's it you are um going to mars and and colonizing um we've played games like terraforming mars where you're trying to get the planet ready um this one is you are doing similar things um of just building colonies and um actually putting people on the planet uh the cool thing about this game it's it's a worker placement game and it has resource management but um there's there are two sides of the board that you're doing things and and you have actions in orbit and then you have actions on the planet and um as the game progresses you stay in each side longer um, and you'll have more workers and and when you if you place workers um on the planet to do like um like like to build a building uh you leave them there and you go out to orbit and do things like discover contract and use some of the minerals that you harvest to like make things and you don't have that then you don't have those workers until you come back to the planet and then you leave workers out in orbit and you don't have them until you come back to orbit so this the game is a, is a very beautiful um mind game of where do i place these people and and what do i have to do to make sure that there's not a turn that comes up where i don't have anybody to use i mm-hmm. see so you, so you can place workers out on the board then you can also place workers on everybody has their own tableau their own little player mat in front of them where you can place workers um from your store storehouse into like a working area where they'll like work for you um and you can basically like you place a character on a spot on the board and then you can add workers to make those actions better um those workers come back at the end of the round but that means you'll only have that many let's say if you had reactions that you put out on the board um by the time orbit happens then you would have like maybe one worker then when you get to land unless you had more um on land already and so you might only have one action where the turn tracker you're on you're on land for two or three turns you might be stuck with like oh i only i didn't plan right and i only have one worker so i can't i can only do one thing yeah and and i'm mm-hmm. stuck for a, a whole round of doing nothing or i'm stuck with one round burst instead of doing building this building I want to build or taking this resource i have to get another worker and kind of waste a turn it's a really cool game it's beautiful eno tool yeah. did all the artwork and it's gorgeous the components are really really well done the game is a teach it is rough it is a it's very i mean it's like hard to learn yeah it's it's Uh fiddly there's a lot of um actions that have consequence and actions that 
you know, things compound. You can't do it. It's like a cycle. You need people to build things to build. Uh, and then those things make minerals and then you harvest the minerals, mm-hmm. you get more things. And, and then it, it like it's a lot of a steps. Yeah. And yeah. And you can't do one thing without the other. So you're having to play this game of like, I need to do this, but I need to do, I need to think three steps ahead because I need to do this be able to do this the next time and it's very very heavy the heavy mm-hmm. game but it's re- like it, it all the reviews have been saying your first playthrough is is a wash don't even worry about understanding it you'll get it by your third playthrough you'll kind mm-hmm. of understand it and feel like you're actually making choices that are correct because you'll you'll be doing stuff and you'll be like oh i wasted this turn like crap because you didn't realize what needed to happen and that's normal because it's so intricate but the game is it's really it's really good really balanced um we played when we finished um by the time we added up all the victory points we were all within about 12 of each other oh cool is, it, it was really fun and but it <laughs> we played for five hours it was an hour and a half to learn it and then it was like four hours of playing mm-hmm. um, gosh just to get well that was your first playthrough right it was first playthrough so we were all over analyzing we were all going oh wait i can't do this okay so what do i have to do now like and then like yeah taking a long time to think out your moves yeah. and so probably by the time you learn the game and play it correctly you would you would be at you know it's, it's still probably a three-hour game i would say it, it you know it's not short you know it's, sure. but it's very complex so this is one of those things I want to say that maybe I struggle with, yeah. and that's that um, obviously learning a complex game, uh, yes. if you don't understand, if you haven't played it enough, you're not going to understand strategy on yep. a deep level. That's just the reality. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a very strategic thinker, and it's just yeah. not possible without putting the hours in. And right. that can feel very frustrating. On the yep. flip side, there are games that initially... I really latch on to a lot. Uh, and a good example would be Scythe. I love yeah. it, it's a great game. Scythe hits a point where if you roll a certain faction and you're and you're not playing modified rules, you're pretty confident you're going to win that round. Like you kind of right. know the order to do things and and to take and right. you're it's it almost feels like there's it's one mechanic shy of having right. like that that complexity that would allow it to be just kind of infinitely replayable right and um so i'm confident that a game like this i would ultimately enjoy it's just whether or not i would get over that initial learning hump right like whether or not i would play it enough to do it it's definitely a game that is not for everybody like i am i'm a very heavy board gamer and i like the very complex games and this one was i mean i played with the this same two other guys and we love these kind of games when we got done with it they were both like, I don't know if I ever want to play that again. Oh just no! Because, because it was so, it's it's just very fiddly. Like it's mm-hmm. it's very much you have you have to do certain things and certain and we and we mess some stuff up. And I think as we played, you know, we kind of that was their initial thing. And then since then we've you know been texting back and forth of like, okay, the more I've been thinking about this game, the more I want to play it, and, and you know, it'll get better and we'll like it. It's still not. It's still not a, a simple, as simple as terraforming Mars. That game is 
almost perfect as far as complexity and ease of play. Um, it's it's still a heavier game than most, but it's not it's not punishing. I, mm-hmm. I guess that's the difference. This game it, it can be punished if you do the wrong thing. You can be uh, you know left with a a turn that you you can't do much, and that's you just have to be okay with those kinds of consequences and some people aren't okay with those kinds of consequences in a game and um and that's understandable that's totally okay mm-hmm. but if you like a complex game and a, and a very like heavy teach and heavy think game it is gorgeous and it's really good um yeah the pictures look yeah. amazing yeah Ian O'Toole has done a lot of things lately in the board game world he's done a lot of the bigger games um, his stuff is just spot on. It's just, it all makes sense. His iconography is really good. Um, mm-hmm. The board, like, you can look at the board, and once you understand what things are, it, it's like, oh, okay, I see how this, you know, there's things that point to other things that help you know where you're looking and where you're going. Yeah, it's a really, really good game, but it's, it's heavy. Gosh, yeah. I want to play cool. it, and yeah, I also don't awesome. know if I want to play it. <laughs> I feel you so want to go to Luke's bar and tr- play it. That'll be the That's good. Right. That'll be how you test Come it. Come to Ohio. No, Luke mm-hmm. said he doesn't want someone to take up a table that long. He's got to turn those tables. I'm fine with it. It's okay. We're, we're yeah, special exception. <laughs> it's okay. I'll allow it. I I just want to say that I I would rather play this than have to suffer through killing unicorns another time. Killing oh unicorns. no. You don't <laughs> that like game, it? That no, that game is. Have, yeah, I know Luke. You've played it. Have uh-huh. you played it, Lauren? No, we almost it's, played it together, but we we didn't. That you one you time. can't strategize. There is you can't strategize. Everybody can blow up whatever your strategy is every single turn. Oh. Strategy is useless. It's like, yeah, it's the opposite of this, and that <laughs> is infuriating because to me, effort should be rewarded with outcome. That is not that type of game. It seems like this game ultimately would do that. So it does. Now this game, I mean, it's still a worker placement, so you still have that those times where. You'll place something, and and the person that was going after you is is just like, you dick. Just get you. That's exactly yeah. what I wanted to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like now, now, and it's it's weird because if you place a worker somewhere, if somebody else places a worker there, they have to spend an extra resource to do it. It costs them more. So in a game that's tight with resource management, if you force somebody to spend extra resources they might not be able to do the thing they want to do because they don't have that one extra resource. And so it's, it's interesting. It, you have to have certain, it does sound challenging. It's, it's very challenging, but I think that's the fun because you actually have to think about it for me. Mm -hmm. That's the, like, I'm not good at it. Like I, I won the game we played. I think I won the game we played, but I won the game we played because the other guys, made worse mistakes than i did not because i did great yeah it's just because we were all learning and the mistakes i made weren't as bad as what they did yeah you just kind of got lucky yeah i just got lucky yeah were you like the third person like it was their turn first and then (laughs) no i went first i'm just kidding (laughs) um so have you read the rules of the solo mode yet uh no i haven't even tried the solo mode yet Apparently there there is one. No, there for sure. Yeah. Allegedly, games can be as short as an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah. 
We'll see. Allegedly. It reminds me of the first time I played. Um, oh, what's the one that takes place on like the the spaceship and there's like mo- there's like aliens inside of it and like Nemesis. Yeah, aliens. it's like the first time I played <laughs> Nemesis and it's someone was like, oh, it only takes like you know ninety minutes or seventy five. Four minutes. hours later, literally four hours. It was it was brutal, <laughs> and the room was hot, so I was sweaty, and it was. <laughs> I hate it. Like I, it makes me. The thing is, it's probably a good game, but just the experience of playing it was not Sorry. a good experience. So I just, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, next time we hang out, uh, we'll just have a quick lunch and a quick run through of <laughs> a quick on Mars. Uh, and that cool. was that was kickstarted. So that actually, like, I think they just finished shipment last yeah. week, maybe or I this just, week. I oh wow! Just got, I got the game like two weeks ago. So yeah. you can't even go pick it up anywhere. It's still on no. pre-order. But if you mm-hmm. go to, uh, it's eaglegames.net. Eagle uh, Griffin Games. Yeah, the 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 web address is eaglegames.net, but it's yeah. Eagle Griffin Games. Yeah. And um, uh, you can go pre-order it there. It looks like it's, it's heavy. Uh, it, like It's a heavy box. There's a lot of components. Did you get the, yeah. you got the play mat with it too though, right? No, just the board. They have a $20 oh, wow. play mat. They do. I didn't want to spend the extra and I don't think you need it. Sure. Like it's cool. Here's the problem with playmats. As a expert board gamer, I'll call myself that because that's fine. You can on this show. I can be that. You're opening a bar, a board game bar. You are definitely allowed to be an expert. Okay. Like <laughs> I'm just a guy. Just good at drinking. Good at managing risk. Um, I this is about as professional as it gets. Like <laughs> okay, but here's what here's the problem with mats. Playmats. They're amazing. Look and feel like the neoprene mats are so good. Storage is terrible. Uh, yeah, storage if it doesn't come with storage, yeah. Always. If it's not part of the original mm-hmm. design of the box, it is a terrible issue. Mm-hmm. So it's not worth it. To me, it's not worth it. Well, they have... So the regular bundle is 120 It looks like... So it says the upgrade. I wonder if the upgrade is just the playmat or if it's other stuff. They have an, I think there's some components that came with the Kickstarted, like some better Oh, uh, yeah. So there's an upgrade... Wooden, Oh, tokens like a little stuff. tokens and stuff. Uh, yeah. So there's an upgrade pack for 130, and the playmat is 20 bucks. Um, so go, man. If you want a, a heavy game, then go. Pre-order. It's worth it, but it didn't. It, it, yeah, I mean, be ready for learning. You, it's not like you're gonna sit down at game night and be like, "All right, everybody, let's we we mastered Parkinson. Let's play this." They are just <laughs> flat like, lying on their website. On Kickstarter, it says it's a hundred and it says it's 90 to 150 minutes on the Kickstarter. On the okay. website, the game is listed as 60 to 120. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I would say 90 Maybe that's to 150. Optimistic. Once you learn it, 90 to yeah. 150, I think is that's safe. But uh, just but anyway, pick up the pre-order. Um, I'm confident we're going to play it. Man, I remember I watched... Uh, so there's like a couple playthrough videos on the Kickstarter. And yeah. I watched one of them um, back when the Kickstarter was announced or when it was going on. Mm-hmm. And I thought about, um, I don't know why I didn't back it at the time. I intended to back it. I think, I, honestly, I think someone probably brought it up during an episode and I pulled it up during an episode, mm-hmm. watched the video and after, and then just forgot yeah. about it. Um, yeah. But I've been wanting to play it. I've been really wanting to play it. So this, I'm, I'm glad to know that you own it. And so I'll get a chance to uh, try yeah. it out. But yeah, it looks sweet. Oh, man. If we ever finish Gloomhaven. And you know now we're racing because Frosthaven's going to come out. I, s- yeah. they I say come out. Can you get it? Or is well, it like you'll have to start a new game? It's the game. same designer. Yeah, it's the, it's the same people. But 
Um, but is there like some benefit from having played the first one other than like, obviously you know how to play, but like, I think you just, I, I just would rather be able to wrap up one campaign before starting a new right, campaign. Yeah. If, if you jump into the new one, you'll just never finish the old one. Yeah, Got exactly. It. Um, but it'll get announced. I think it, I think the Kickstarter is going to happen this year, but that I assume means we won't actually get games till next year till 2021. So maybe 2022, maybe. Yeah. It's going to be nice though. It sucks because now we've been like 3D printing like all these yep. miniatures, and then now yeah, you guys painted them. Those look great, by the way. The I know, and we're just gonna throw them all away now. They're garbage. No, you're not. We've been. Wait, putting, you can't use been, them in the new one? No, I mean we we could use them. I just don't know. The thing is, we've been printing out like specific character, like mm-hmm. um, for each scenario and stuff. Yeah, and, and so uh, they, we they may not have the same tokens needed, or they may right. not have the same like character. So. You can obviously use whatever you want to as a marker, but um, the thing is that the guy, from, and I think I said this on the, the podcast, the guy from uh, Gloomhaven who's making Frosthaven, uh, his Isaac thing... Childress. <clears throat> thank you, Isaac Childress. That's great. Uh, his, his thing is that if we include minis in the game, then we have to limit the number of opponents because uh, you don't want to have to sell a box that weighs 100 pounds and right. nobody wants to pay $400 for a board game. Right. And so in order to have enough opponents that it has the interest and variety he wants, you, he can't do minis. He has to do cardboard sandies. And um, so it just means that, uh, you know, they did do the minis at least for the, the characters, like your character, right. but they don't do any minis for anything else. And there are right. a lot of other items yeah. in the game. So we'll still end up, creating for that as well i'm just i'm excited to see how it changes and what gets mm-hmm. added and um yeah. he's obviously a smart dude so he has a great blog by the way if you want to go he, he has a great like kind of making of yep. gloomhaven where he goes through a lot of the the decisions he made and why he made those decisions and yep. uh it's really really fascinating and i would he's say really good on like at least reddit of answering questions like i i haven't asked him any questions but i've seen a lot of posts of like Hey, I, I'm wondering about how this works, and he'll chime in and be like, "Oh, this is how this is supposed to work," and it's, so it's cool. cool to see a designer do that. Yeah, I love that. All right, guys, man, we made it to the end of an episode. Luke, I'm so glad you joined us. All right, yeah, um, this is so fun. fun. Uh, so if you want to listen to more episodes, you can go to M of One dot network that's where you can find our full episode archive. This is episode what do we say 349 Eight. of. 348 of PCR, and that doesn't include the after the films. It doesn't include art department. doesn't include hot seats. I mean, gosh, there's got to be 450 episodes, uh, 500 episodes. Who knows? There's a lot of content. So go over to mf1.network. There's enough that you can't finish it all by the end of the year. I dare you. That's true. Yeah, I dare you. We all it would take you. longer than a Gloomhaven campaign. Uh, it'd be I- it would be similar. Just kidding. No, it would obviously <laughs> take longer. Um, but you can go there, you can check out the archive, you can listen to other episodes. Uh, and again, this Friday, you can catch uh, Under Pressure, an after the film special on Uncut Chimps. And then we will also, in the near future, have an actual Oscar predictions episode yeah. where we will sit down and we will each give our f- predictions. And then, of course, we will then watch the Oscars and then we'll get to see who's smarter. Uh, I am confident I will come in last. Uh, only because I want it so much. Um, that answers my question because I was going to say we should make bets. <laughs> We're going to make bets. Uh, you can also follow us on social media uh, at M of One Network. That's on all the socials. And um, we're also on there too. Good luck trying to find us. Before we get out of here, we do need to give away oh, a yeah. box 
And oh, I also yeah. so the the difference with this though is the way that you um participated and the way you got a chance to win this box which is going to include a key to club 33 by the way the key doesn't do anything it yeah, doesn't among other things right sure. <clears throat> but uh, among other things but that's the that's the item we teased you had to go leave a review or update your review on itunes and what that means is that i have reviews to read out right now so i'm going to oh geez i'm going to read through yeah. these reviews i'm going to read through these reviews and then lauren is going you can write these people down as I read their reviews mm-hmm. and then Lauren's gonna generate a winner right here. I will uh, but I'm gonna go live. through them real quick. So <clears throat> Gabe Barletta, uh five star review, my go-to podcast. Love all the people on the podcast, great variety of pop culture, art, film, and TV. Keep it up, guys, with all my love. Uh and again, that is from Gabe Barletta. You got that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like how I'm sorry, Georgia Baby Letta. Is how oh, he put okay, his name. Got it, got That's it. nicer. Uh, okay, the next one is from Tori Lee. Um, and this says, such a fun podcast. They cover so many things, entertainment and pop culture related, and it's always done well. Super fun, definitely entertaining to listen to. I look forward to each new episode and really enjoy these guys and girl. Uh, I added in the end girl just to be, you're welcome. Aww, uh, give it a try. You won't be disappointed. Um, all right, the next one is Spin Luke, which I think is automatically disqualified because Spin Luke yes. already won a box, but I'm still going to read it because I need this for okay, me. Okay, yeah. Um, great dynamic. This show has been going strong for years now, that's true, but the addition of Lauren has really rounded out the dynamic and made the show so much fun. The perspectives don't always sync up, and when they don't, the results are funny and enlightening. There's I so see much how it content. Is Spin Luke. <laughs> but, the vibe, <laughs> but the vibe of discussion <laughs> makes uh, the pod enjoyable listen and non overwhelming info avalanche, and they do cool contests, uh, which you're disqualified <laughs> from. Um, I will say, he actually called me personally to tell me how much he's enjoyed the addition of Lauren. So, oh, thank you. It's yeah, so he told nice me never to call me to say he missed me. So, oh, I did you not well, get you those calls? <laughs> I didn't get that call. Oh, uh, that's weird, Spencer. Um, this next one comes from Mountain Power Lineman. Uh, and this is Pop Culture Aficionados. M of One Network continues to be a reliable source for good pop culture discussion. Andrew, Patrick, and Lauren are a great hangout podcast in the Pop Culture Roundtable, uh, where each host shares their weekend pop culture, always timely. Uh, and at the moment, Patrick regularly posts up reviews and after the movie pods. Good discussions that usually won't spoil the plot for you. Like I said, usually, which makes me wonder what I spoiled. <laughs> no, every um, now and then we do the like, hey, we're spoiler doing spoilers episode. officially. That's true. So. Usually we don't. That's right. But we will let you know if we're going to. Let's be really uh, like nice to ourselves. <laughs> Andrew we never also, make mistakes. <laughs> Andrew also goes in depth with great one-on-one conversations in the art department where you can hear from artists active in the pop culture landscape. Altogether, a great network of shows. Well recommended. Be sure to join up in the Slack channel for even more interaction. That was Mountain Power Line, man. You got that one? Mm-hmm. You should have four so far. Okay, the next is, oh, I'm going to say Natalantis because if I get my eyes close enough to my screen where I can read it, y'all are all going to think I look like an old man. So we're going to say <laughs> Natalantis. Uh, Pop Culture Junkie. I love this podcast before and after Lauren joined. See, Luke, before Lauren joined. I like okay. that. A super yeah. relatable podcast to all things pop culture, binge-worthy, in my opinion, IMO. This next one is from Smack Ready. This is up to number six now. ATF mm-hmm. is my life. I paid for this one. Honestly, one of my all-time <laughs> favorite podcasts. <clears throat> I don't know how I've never rated. Sorry. Your content is on point. Your timing is perfect, and your insight is super relatable. Thanks for all of your hard work on this show. You're welcome, Smack Ready. That, that feels good for me. Uh, yes. Sorry, everybody else. <clears throat> this next one is... Oh, man. I did look close. Uh, I think it's B-Ball J10. Again, I don't want to get too close to the screen. 
fun channel for real opinions. M of One is the podcast for fun and honest reviews of everything pop culture. Andrew, Patrick, and Lauren play well together and give you a super fun professional review through a normal conversation with friends. Love the variety between their opinions on the latest film, art, toys, etc. Next one is from Eclipt W. I, guys, I promise, don't worry, we're almost done. Uh, but this, it's good. Um, fun podcast. Podcasts talk about all kinds of things from shows, movies, art, games, gives good feedback. Whether they are good or bad, it's been awesome having the back after they took a short break a while ago. Thank you, Eclipt W. Uh, we're glad to be back. Uh, I, have, I have one more review for you. Okay. All right. Uh, this is from Wilsey best podcast about pop culture these guys have been killing it since 2015 and every episode is a fun journey down the pop culture or rabbit hole so we should have one two three four five six seven eight nine plus we kicked out spins so we should have eight people in the running right now that yeah. sounds like a d8 roll oh do you have a d8 no i made little things <laughs> oh nice oh uh, that's fine it's fine all right are we sure that's are we sure that's random is this random enough for you? That's random. <laughs> I, that's, okay. I have little pieces of paper in a cup, and I'm shaking out one of them. <clears throat> and there's Mountain Power Lineman. Hey. Mountain Power Lineman. Okay, I think I know who that is, but in case I'm wrong, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so I'll keep it to myself, and then I will silently congratulate myself if I tur- if it turns out I was correct. Um, but Mountain Power Lineman, congratulations if you're listening uh, to this episode. Just uh, reach out, send us, send me, uh, message me on. It sounds like you're in Slack because you told people to join Slack. So yeah. just uh, message your address, and we will get a box of goodies uh, sent out to you, including that key to Club Thirty Three. That's super exciting. Uh, again, again, does nothing. Again, yeah, it does nothing. If you take it to Club 33 try to get in the door, they will arrest you and throw you in Mickey Mouse jail. Um, <clears throat> all right, so... In Mickey uh, Mouse can, jail. Continue <laughs> listening to the podcast for more contests. We have other stuff planned uh, very shortly. And please rate and review on iTunes. Uh, beyond just sending us a stack of money or giving us a show on Netflix, that is the best thing you can possibly do for us <laughs> is rate and review Wait a second. on iTunes. What would your show on Netflix be? Oh, I already have it. It would be called Cinemax. Oh, it would be Cinema Meh score. And I would take the, what is it, uh, now 20 <clears throat> movies that have received an F rating on Cinema Score, most recently Cats, by the way. And it, we would actually do a an uh, 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 in depth episode where we go into the marketing behind the film. And then we actually look at the film itself and talk about where it subverted and messed up. Uh, you know, it didn't land on expectations. The mm. fact that you're dealing with these F rated films, many of them. Some of them are genuinely good movies and like films like, for instance, like Killing Them Softly, which I think is an awesome film and somehow got an F. But then you also have films like Cats, which are just a disaster show. I was waiting for Uh, you to be like, some are great like Cats. (laughs) I think there'd be plenty to talk about. If we don't get the show on Netflix, we'll just release a separate podcast. We'll have 20 episodes, cinema score. So uh, look for that uh, somewhere in the near future. Uh, Otherwise, I was going to do a show called This Show Smells Like My Vagina. And it was also going to be just crazy weird <laughs> products. That you need we like find a Gwyneth Paltrow like lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's my other. I, those are my two ideas. I have a feeling the second one would. I think more people would tune in for the second one. Honestly, yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Stay tuned. Uh, and again, rate and review the show if you enjoyed this content. All right, that is it for this week so we're gonna get out of here i'm patrick i'm lauren i'm luke peace out adios
hold on to your butts.